Good morning and welcome to Daily Confetti on Unsafe Space with Carter and Carrie. Today is Wednesday, September 11th, and the rain just started pouring down in buckets right outside my window. Well, that's better than the situation I'm in at the moment, Carrie. <laughs> yes, Carter is reporting to us remotely from uh, a Pete's parking lot in his car. <laughs> Live from a Pete's parking lot. Uh, I feel like I live in a third world country. This, this, in the past three weeks, we've had the water be gone for like half a day, the electricity be out for half a day, and now Comcast is gone for a half a day. So we had to drive around and I'm hijacking Pete's wireless from the parking lot. Well, and I don't know if you can hear it, but now there's a loud noise coming from my end. It's right. The rain is happening, but there's also some tree trimmers out there. I don't know what they're doing, but they're making a lot of noise now. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, you know what, Carrie? You just got to slog through. So maybe this will be a short kofefi, but be a short kofefi. we're doing yeah, it anyway. So, um, it's 9-11, and I kind of felt like we should talk about 9-11, Carrie. What, what do you want to talk about? Well, obviously we can mourn the loss of the people and, and, and that, and that, that's important. But I want to talk about conspiracy theories, <laughs> because I've been one of those people who, in the past, dismissed conspiracy theories, just about, like, just dismissed them out of hand, um, for a couple reasons. One is... I thought they were always implausible. It's the reason I want to talk about conspiracy theories. Let me back up. There's a lot of conspiracy theories around 9-11. I don't... Uh, I'm not pushing any conspiracy theories around 9-11. Um, I don't really know what happened, but I do think the official narrative is a little bit wonky. It seems weird. But I want to talk about conspiracy theories generally because... So in the past, I dismissed them for two reasons. One, I felt like they were implausible. Uh, I, I worked briefly for a defense contractor out of college, and... Just the level of incompetence in government agencies and people, uh, even contractors related to governments or working with governments, was so high that I, you know, I kind of figured, like, really, there's this massive coordination that, like, there's no leaks or, like, everyone's coordinating some big lie to us. It just didn't make any sense. Most conspiracy theories that way just didn't make practical sense. And I also kind of felt, you know, as an anarchist, it's kind of beside the point because um, I think the government has done enough that's visible that we know about that's bad, like starting wars in Iraq or Vietnam or, um, you know, internment, Japanese internment camps or weird MK Ultra stuff that we know actually happened. So there's enough stuff that's ridiculous that, or egregious, I guess is a better word. There's enough atrocities that we know the government has committed that if they're committing some other ones secretly, I was always kind of like, why are you wasting your time on this? who cares right it's not who cares but like okay but i've i've kind of um i've kind of changed my mind on that a little bit and you know as we've been exploring mainstream media and how narratives get pushed i'm realizing that it's actually not that implausible that something happens an official narrative gets pushed out you've pushed out you've got a very few media people or media agencies kind of or outlets kind of controlling the narrative or you have in the past. And as long as you, as long as they're kind of on board and they don't even really have to know that they're pushing a lie, they just have to uh, be the kind of people who will believe your narrative. Like you give them an official narrative and they believe it. And then you implement this campaign of, um, of 
of like dismissing questions and calling people ridiculous and idiots and stupid and 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 vilifying anyone who asks questions, you end up with a culture where there's like a lot of not a social there's not social pressure even from other media outlets to really ask questions. And so maybe it's not implausible. What do you think? I don't think a conspiracy has to be something where every single person is knows is knowledgeable about every single lie and is keeping it a secret. Or even that they are being, or they are spreading lies, right? It could just be, you know, remember the, in, in Hoaxed, Cernovich was talking, he was interviewing, uh, I forget that guy who was uh, the 60 Minutes dude. And the 60 Minutes dude was, was challenging Cernovich for asking questions about Hillary's health. And, and Cernovich, and he was saying to Cernovich, well, she just had, she just had pneumonia. And Cernovich said, well, how do you know she just had pneumonia? And the guy was like, well, we asked her campaign and that's what she said. And, and Cernovich said, well, how do you, how, how do you know the campaign's lying? Like, how did you verify that? And there was like no, the guy just kind of fumbled and had no answer. Like, oh, I'm supposed to question what the campaign told me. And if that's the kind of media that you've got, uh, maybe, maybe it's pretty easy to just push a narrative. And when stuff comes out that is runs contrary to that narrative, you just call people crazy conspiracy theorists and and laugh at them and ridicule them and mock them. And then everyone else is really afraid to ask basic questions. I agree. You seem like the kind of person to me, since I know that you have a folder full of shooter manifestos, you seem like the kind of person to me who's up on conspiracy theories. Not really. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I did a lot of, uh, I went down a Pizzagate rabbit hole. I mean, that's one of the conspiracy theories that I did look into. Um, and that one is very interesting. And that's one that people just laugh out out of hand without having actually read any of the stuff related to it. Um, I don't, there's large parts of that conspiracy theory that I don't think hold any merit whatsoever and that are ridiculous, but there are also things about it that are, that I have questions about and that the mainstream media should have asked questions about and they didn't. And because they don't ask questions about it and they don't, um, they don't shed a light on some of the concerning things. Then you have, then you open up this space for for people to make outlandish claims, and because the only people talking about it then are conspiracy theorists. Do you know what I mean? Right, so. right. And you do have, um, you know, as as we've had more access to information over the internet, you we we have started to realize that we have been lied to in the past. I mean, the yellow cake lie uh, about the mainstream media, the, the lie about the Iraqi soldiers throwing uh, babies uh, on the floor, babies in, a, in oh, an orphanage on the totally. floor. Well, the All yellow cake lie we knew was a lie when they were telling it. It was like, wait a minute, we know this is a lie. There's former CIA people saying this is a lie, and we still, as a na- nation, allowed it to happen. Um, you know, the what was it, Trump just, uh, or not just, but he... He released at some point in, in the past year um, these files related to Kennedy's assassination. And one of the files was talking about how the CIA had been planning this bomb in Miami that they could blame on Castro. I mean, they were going to bomb American citizens and then just say, so that, you know, they had a reason why they were doing this, but it's like, I don't know why anybody trusts the government or the media to tell them the truth. Right. Yeah. And so I I don't want to push any particular 9-11 conspiracy theories, but I do think it 
you shouldn't be vilified and mocked and ridiculed for asking basic questions. And the truth is about 9-11, there are some questions that kind of aren't answered satisfactorily to me anyway. Um, there's the weird, uh, there's the weird free fall of the buildings. There's the fall of Tower 7, which makes no sense. There's nanothermite, supposedly nanothermite uh, residue in the rubble, which is weird. It's a demolition uh, explosive. Um, and, and the truth is there actually were people questioning this. Um, I just, I looked at, I don't know if you know Ron Unz. I, I didn't know about him, but someone sent me this. You should know I don't know anything about the 9-11 conspiracy theories. I, I haven't, I didn't either, and I'm not pushing anyone, but, you know, there's a bunch of questions, and I read this really interesting article by, by Ron Unz, which um, I didn't know who he was. I still don't really know too much about him, but I, the article was interesting. Um, and in this article, he talks about, you know, former senior analyst at the CIA, William Christensen, uh, totally questioned uh, the 9-11 uh, official narrative. Um, he talk, There's a lot of technical experts, chemical experts, demolition experts questioned a lot of the 9-11 narrative. Firefighters claim they heard explosions, like dozens of firefighters claim they heard explosions in the buildings. Um, Alan Sobrowski, here, I'll read this. 2000, um, let's see. Dr. Alan Sobrowski, former director of studies at the U.S. Army, Army War College, stepped forward and publicly declared that the Israeli Mossad had very likely been responsible for the 9-11 attacks. General Wesley Clark reported soon after 9-11 attacks that he was informed that a secret military plan had somehow come into being under which America would attack and destroy seven major Muslim countries over the next few years, including Iraq, Iran, Syria, and Libya, which coincidentally were all of Israel's strongest regional adversaries and the leading supporters of the Palestines. So, and there's just, there's this kind of weird thing where uh, another thing that they do is if you ask questions, they, they just start throwing racist and bigot things towards you if you if the question's like, well, was the Mossad involved? Was Israel involved? And asking questions about whether a foreign entity was involved is not anti-Semitic, right? Um, it's, not, it's not like, hey, what about those bad Jews? That's not what that means. It means, hey, there's a foreign power with very real interests here. Um, Mossad and, the, and their ilk have had a history of doing false flag operations um, in the past, I think there was, uh, the 1946 bombing of the King David Hotel was blamed on Airbus, which was, I think, actually Zionists. Um, the Levon Affair in 1954, where they had a bunch of targets in Egypt, and they were trying to pin it on, um, anti-Western Arabs. And if you, if you just step back and you zoom back and you look at this and you go, well, of all the countries in the world, this is this guy's point, of all the countries in the world... Who benefited from 9-11? Certainly not America. Uh, certainly, you know, we, you, you might argue that if you're a weird deep state conspiracy theorist, you might argue that, like, the NSA benefited because now there's the Patriot Act and whatever. But, you know, the U.S. didn't really benefit. No countries in the Mi Middle East really benefited. Um, but Israel did. We went out to war with lots of their, uh, with lots of their enemies. And I don't know. I'm not saying that happened. I'm saying these are legitimate questions. This is a legitimate thing to look at. And a lot of people have trouble with the 9-11 report as officially, the, the commission's official report and the official narrative. And if these things are wrong, if all this stuff I'm saying is stupid conspiracy theory stuff, shouldn't we investigate and put to bed that it's conspiracy theory stuff, not 
call people anti-Semitic who are wondering if like, hey, was the Mossad involved? Because there was like 200 arrests immediately after 9-11 of Mossad agents in a lot of the cities that the the hijackers were, were in. Um, like, and they clearly benefited, Israel clearly, just to zoom out, they benefited from 9-11 more than any other country. It's a, it's a legitimate question to ask. And some of the technical details, which I don't, I'm not super familiar with, are also legitimate. And I don't understand, well, I do understand, but I think we should make more room. I guess my point, Carrie, I think we should make more room for asking questions that would be labeled conspiracy theory questions. Not saying like, this is what happened, or I know these people did this, but just asking basic questions and being willing to explore those questions, not dismissing them out of hand as like crazy or anti-Semitic or whatever it is. That's, that's not what... <sighs> as we lose faith in the media, we should really question what we're being told. And it's pretty clear that we're seeing more and more how full of crap the mainstream media is on every level. So why trust them on this? Am I sounding like Alex Jones? You do. <laughs> well, I should yell about gay frogs then. <laughs> I just, after this, I'm like, oh gosh. It's a, a reasonable person would ask these questions. Don't, just don't become a flat earther, Carter. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm not, look, I, I think these are reasonable questions and, and what's scarier is not the questions, but the fact that you're not allowed to ask them. That's what bothers me. It's just too much. I don't have time to look into all that stuff. So I, I guess it sounds blase, but I don't care. No, I think a lot of people are like that. I don't have time to look into it and I haven't had time to look into it. And part of me doesn't care because I do already look at this and go, well, like I said earlier, the government does all these things that we know are atrocities. So if if they helped cover up... Yeah, either way, all these people died and it was horrible and it doesn't really matter to me if I... Right. I'm not a person who... This is not my thing. I'm not going to sit and devote hours to this or days to this or weeks or years or whatever. And so... Um, I'm, I'm not either, which is why I don't know a lot about uh, these details. And But I do think... I do think it's important to remind people that the narratives that are being pushed, we know narratives, we know a lot of low-level narratives that are being pushed are totally false, and they get pushed and they get accepted until they get proven wrong, even as something as simple as the Covington kids. And so, and, and we're already seeing that the FBI, maybe not as trustworthy as everyone thought they were in the past, and the deep state's behavior with respect to this Trump-Russia stuff. So you have to sit back and ask yourself, like, is it crazy to be asking these questions? And I think the answer is no. And does it matter? Like, I think you and I are kind of in agreement in that in some sense it doesn't matter. In another sense, I don't know, this is, uh, I think we need to lose a lot of, we have too much trust placed in our government institutions. And... If this is what gets people to question them, uh, maybe they should. Okay. Obviously, 9-11 was a horrible tragedy, and I don't, I don't think talking about this and talk, asking questions is... I think some people will think that that's disrespectful to the victims. And I don't think it is. They were victims, and it was a tragedy. But, you know, asking basic questions about 
about it. It's 18 years later, Carrie. I mean, there's now kids starting today. There's kids who were not born when 9-11 happened who are now adults. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's just going to go down in history as one of these things that we... The official narrative is what it is, but I think it's important to question. I, I'm, I'm getting more... Maybe I'm becoming more of Alex Jonesy. I'm curious what the audience thinks, because I... I don't want to be a weird conspiracy theorist, but I also don't want to be told I can't ask questions or be called a crazy person for saying, like, yeah, gee, why did Tower 7 fall? That seems like a legitimate question. Everyone's a conspiracy theorist about something. That's a good point. All of CNN is Russia 24 hours a day, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that, yeah, it's just that officially, or not officially, but in the mainstream the media narrative, certain types of conspiracy theories are fine and others are not. It, it really reminds me, we're reading 1984 now, Carrie, and, and uh, it really reminds me of, you know, in the beginning where Winston is like, uh, Oceania's at war with, with East Asia. We've always been, or no, Eurasia. We've always been at war with Eurasia. And we've always been friendly with East Asia. <laughs> like, that's always the way it's been. But before that, we were always at war with East Asia and always friends with Eurasia. It's like, I kind of look back and he, and he asks himself this question in the book of like, well, what's true if only my memory exists and there's no, like, everything else is falsified? Like, what's true at that point? And like, how, do, how will anyone ever know? History books will go, like, the history will be what they say it is. Um, and obviously that's part of his job. Oh, it's always been that way. What is it? History's told by those, by the victors or whatever. Yeah. 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 It just, I don't know. It really, it really got me thinking about this. And I think the truth is the most comfortable thing I'm willing to say about 9-11 is uh, I believe it happened. And I don't really know how, and I don't really know who was involved, but I'm pretty sure I don't like the official narrative. And that's about it. And maybe it's just, I don't like the official narrative because they didn't do a good enough job uh, explaining, but partly because they just dismiss things and, you know, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's disrespectful to ask those questions, but I'd be curious what other people, uh, I'm actually curious about the comments in this video because I, I feel like everyone thinks it and no one says it because they're, says it because they're afraid of being called, you know, Alex Jones, crazy conspiracy theorist, who, by the way, turned out to be right about fluoride in the water. So let's just leave that, leave that where it is. Are there conspiracy theories that you do know, like that you are into? Well, I mean the Pizzagate one. What's what? What about that was? That's dismissed out of hand. I mean, what's, what's what's real about the Pizzagate one? Uh, I'd have to go back and brush up on it, but there were very the the there were very weird things in Podesta's emails that did mention stuff about pizza and cheese and supposedly that. There, these are code words that pedophiles use. And, you know, like one, one email in particular was like, you know, I'd like to, something like, I'd like to have 30 minutes with a pizza, please. Yeah. Like, it, who, who has 30 minutes with a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> like you're ordering an amount of time with this pizza. I, I do remember those emails. And they, it definitely looks like code words for, it's definitely code words for something. No one talks like that. Well, it it could be. Yeah, it seemed very strange. There were just like a lot of strange things like that in the emails. And I do believe, I mean, uh, Andrew Breitbart, before he died, 
which also under suspicious circumstances. And then the coroner who did the report on him died. <laughs> uh, Breitbart had uh, tweeted something, this was years ago, before he died, about Podesta being a pedophile. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Well. Um, and I think, and his brother, I mean, you know, it's all this circumstantial stuff, but it is, like I said, there's, there's creepy stuff there. There's actually a news report about it. There was one local news channel that did a report about why isn't the media, why aren't police looking into this? Um, and that was kind of compelling for me. But uh, yeah, Podesta's brother has all this really, I know artists is in the eye of the beholder and it's completely subjective, but he has this really, what to me, disturbing pedophilic kind of artwork all throughout his house. I think it's, I just think it's good for that people are starting to wake up and question the uh, sanity and and moral character of the people that are running the country. Um, because I think in, in most cases, you know, it's like this whole Epstein thing. That was the tip of the iceberg. We may never know how deep it went, right? Oh, it's the tip of the iceberg. Well, I mean, I guess that's a conspiracy theory. Do I think he suicided himself? No. I mean, possibly, but not without help. They wanted him dead. The cam- but two cameras malfunctioned. Give me a break. Um, and I think a lot of these powerful people, I, I don't think I realized until recently how much pedophilia is rampant among elites. And there's... There's almost an understandable reason for that. If, I mean, a couple of reasons, I guess, but um, when you have so much power and money and I think it's easier to tilt towards hedonism and um, nihilism and evil, outright evil. Um, and also, I think because you... Like, if you're going to have blackmail material on other people, um, being gay is no longer considered taboo socially. That's not enough. Or even someone or an having an affair. An affair, right. right? But what's the ultimate thing that you could hold over someone's head? What What's the ultimate evil? And we've talked about this before. It's just maybe being like a... It's not that... It's not that uh, people in power turn into pedophiles. It's that pedophiles rise to power precisely because they're blackmailable. Right? That's why they're supported. Because people have blackmail on them. And they don't... And powerful people don't want people in charge who they can't blackmail they can't blackmail yeah and you know that's i guess another conspiracy sounding thing but you know so often we read decades later that these things were true or part of them was true or whatever and i think part of waking up and red pilling is realizing that the narrative that you're told about everything is is not you can't if you can't trust it about anything about one particular thing you probably can't trust it about anything about a lot of things. Well, a lot of the shady deaths. Those are, I guess that would be another conspiracy. So yeah. Epstein's death, Seth Rich's death. Oh, Seth I mean, Rich is another one. Yeah. Supposedly robbed, um, like, all his money and watch left there. But Yeah, but. they didn't take any of his money or his watch or anything. And, uh, you know, that one. What was the other one? There's another one. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Vince Foster was the classic Clinton one, right? Shot in the back of the head. Uh, with carpet fibers on his body and dumped in a park. Suicide. Right? Suicide. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm just smiling because I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna, this whole video is going to be used as evidence of why you shouldn't listen to us. 
I mean, don't. If you don't want to ask basic questions, don't <laughs> listen to us. But you know what? I we've already been called Nazis. So what? Calling us a cons- like so what? I'm a conspiracy theorist. Like that's not worse. So whatever. I'm not even pushing a conspiracy theory. I'm just saying, ask questions. There's some weird shit going on, and don't trust the the official narrative. Yeah. Um. So. But you're right, Carrie. This will be a good evidential video yeah. for our insanity later. It'll be used in red flag laws to take our guns away because we're crazy. Yeah. Well, um, good luck with your power carter. Hope you get it working. Thank you. It's it's the internet, but yeah. Uh, the internet. The internet. It was your power last time. Uh, someday I will move to a first world country and I won't live in the Bay Area of California where apparently we don't have basic services. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm a little under the weather today myself, so I'm a little like, cool. Thank you everyone for watching, listening, liking, subscribing. Please go ahead and you can go to Subscribestar and support us financially, or you can just like and share the videos. We really appreciate it. Sorry for the tech difficulties today, but, you know, we, we slogged through it. We powered through it, and we're here anyway. So, um, and we'll we're see doing you book all club tomorrow. on Sunday. Oh, yes, book club on Sunday. Finish reading 1984, um, and we'll talk about it on Sunday. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Carter.